Hello, everyone. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Joy of Junk Journals, the Paper Outpost podcast, yakking about everything junk journal related today. And today's exciting topic, can we talk about the sewing machine? Uh, You know, hey, it's a big hot topic in the old junk journal world. There are those that sew and those that don't. And obviously both are fine. And no, you do not need a sewing machine to make a junk journal. Not at all, not in the least, and it will not detract from your pleasure in any way. I made junk journals upon junk journals coming out of my ears for years without a sewing machine. I was perfectly happy and everything was fine. And um, then I saw a couple videos where somebody had sewed on a page and all of a sudden I thought, I want to sew on a page. That looks like so much fun. Look at all the pretty different uh, ways you can stitch, all those pretty different stitches. Um, I want to play with that too, but oh my god, I don't have the sewing gene. I was not born with that genetic material. Those people are special. They walked a completely different life than I did. I mean, the way I made Barbie clothes growing up was I wrapped a piece of fabric and tied it in the back of my Barbie and that was her uh, that was her dress, okay? Or maybe she got safety pins in the back if she was lucky. <laughs> or, you know, it looked like something like a hospital gown. Poor Barbie, poor Barbie. Um, so, yeah, it, sewing didn't come naturally and I was very afraid of the machine. The machine looked way too complicated, you know? I've done a lot of things in life, but hey, that sewing machine honestly made me quiver in my boots. Not only that, it takes up a lot of room. And then, not only that, you have to know how to, you know, load the top thread and God forbid deal with the bobbin and bobbin thing on the bottom. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was just way too much for this little brain to handle, and uh, I wanted to retract and coil into my little my little shell and just stay with my paper and glue, and I was fine. And I would have been totally fine. There's, like I said, no reason you have to use a sewing machine. Um, but here's where you might want to consider inviting this contraption into your world. Um, okay. It can add a new thing to learn in your repertoire, your tool chest, your um, ability to create new things. And sometimes when things become automatic or uh, repetitive in your creations, you can get a little bit bored. And maybe it's time to shake things up a little bit. Maybe you want to push your own envelope and get out there and say, okay, what else can I add to this that might excite me, might thrill me? Am I willing to go there? in the, you know, where the sewing machines live? Or am I, am I just, I'm perfectly fine and I'll play with other things and create other things with other, other media, other kinds of papers and glues and, you know, beads, bits and bobs and things like that. And that's great. But I thought, you know what? There are a lot of people who sew. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I see a lot of people who drive. I drive. That's a complicated machine. There's a lot of people who grocery shop. I grocery shop. That takes navigation skills, uh, planning skills, things like that. Huh. There there are people who make their own clothes, make their own clothes, their kids' clothes, and all of that. Maybe, Maybe I could learn how to do a straight stitch on a sewing machine. And maybe if I really got wild, I could learn how to do a zigzag. Yeah, I kind of figured if I could, I could master those two things... That would really change my world when it came to uh, 
came to adding things to my tool chest, my journal tool chest. And one thing I found that really gave me a kick in the bottom to get me moving on that whole pathway was working with fabric covers and things like that. Now you can use glue and there's no problem with that. Um, well, there are some, some issues, you know, having this glue seep through the fabric, but you know, learning with little ways around that. So it's not mandatory. You need to know how to work a sewing machine. But boy, it sure would be easy just to sew the edges of a journal, you know, so they were sealed so the little papers wouldn't all come apart or the fabric wouldn't come off. And you mean I can sew fabric or paper? I don't just have to focus on fabric, but I can focus on paper. And that opens up a whole new world of different things that you can do. And uh, I really like the way the stitching looked on journaling cards and journal tags and pockets and running down the side of a page. And uh, I think I originally fell in love with Jibid Neary's um, sewing. She's, a, you know, obviously some master sewer and knows what she's doing. And her, her works are just mind boggling. If you've never seen her stuff, take a chance and go over to see Jibid Neary's stuff. She's from England. One of her most magnificent works is something called the Old Curiosity Shop. It's a junk journal on steroids. I've never seen anything like this. And, you know, I just bow down to this woman. She's, she's so amazing. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you know her. Anyway, check her out. Because uh, anyway, it was her sewing. And I would see her like, it wasn't necessarily neat and pretty sewing. Sometimes it was as if the sewing machine ran away on her. And I loved that because that's kind of the feeling I would get if I sewed. The sewing machine would run away on me. I'm not good with perfection. I'm not good with straight lines. I tried sewing an apron once in home ec back in grade seven and it was probably, oh hang on, there is a plane flying over and I'm sitting outside. Okay, there it goes. It's gone. Yeah, I live in a, on a plane, airplane route. Yeah, hopefully that'll be the only one. Flights are quiet these days so it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Um, but yeah, um, I could sew random and, and uh, you know, swirlies and wiggles down the page. And then she'd go around once on a journal card and then go around again and totally not hit the exact same line, but make it look scattered and hodgepodge. And I thought, wow, I, there's, there's a possibility in there for me. Messy is good. Is somebody telling me that messy is good? And uh, you know what I realized it is, is you see the struggle. Yeah, when you see hand stitching or and a messy hand stitching, or when you see sewing machine stitching and it's messy sewing machine machine stitching, why is that intriguing? Why is that nostalgic? Some folks might say, "Oh my God, what what a, what a horrible sewer!" I mean, this woman obviously doesn't know what she's doing. Others might say, "Look at that! Somebody gave it a go and they were struggling, and they you can see the intensity in the stitches. The stitches are all the wrong tension. They're all balled up and wadded up underneath of this side, and then you know, perfect for a little section, and then all balled up again. Yeah, it is quite a thing, and um." So there you go. Um, those are what, that's what got me into like, you know, putting the big girl pants on, pulling the britches up and saying, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. But first I thought to myself, I'm going to go get some cheap sewing machine because um, I'm not going to break the bank on this thing. This thing is really designed for paper for me. And uh, um, I'm not a quilter. That's way beyond me. And there's way too many straight lines involved in that. And um 
uh, I thought, okay, what do I do? What do I do? How do I learn this machine? I didn't want to learn how to sew. I wanted to learn my machine. And I figured if I got a machine, um, so I watched, uh, this is what I did. I marched myself down to Walmart and I picked up, um, uh, like a middle of the road machine, not too expensive. I think, I don't know if I remember it was some like somewhere probably spent like 150, 180 bucks on it. There were more expensive ones and there was less expensive ones. And I didn't want one that was too fancy. I wanted one with some stitches because I thought if I ever figure out how to do the different stitches, that would be awesome. And then I thought I don't want something too computerized because then I go have to take like 75 uh, classes just to figure out how to turn it on. And that, that would not be good. So there it was. My middle of the road brother project runway sewing machine had some stitches not too uh complicated had a few knobs i like that i like working with knobs (laughs) i can turn them at will i had no idea what they did but you know and uh so um i brought that home and i played with it and i you know thankfully for the the teaching capabilities of the grand teacher called youtube i was able to actually look up my brand name my brother and uh, learn how to do these things. So I decided to tackle it in small bites and not try and learn the whole enchilada in one go. So first of all, I knew that threading the upper thread was a crazy thing. Here, there, it's like a pinball machine. You thread it here, you thread it there. You go up, you go down, you go over left, over right, and everything, and somehow and finally get the darn thread through the hole. And suddenly life was supposed to be good. So now all I needed to do was pop the little bobbin thing in the bottom and I would be good to go, right? No, 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 no. First of all, the bobbins are empty. There's no thread on them. And then you had to learn how to like load a bobbin, like get the thread on the bobbin. I'm probably using all the wrong terminology. Please bear with me and have have kindness in your heart um, um, as we progress. But uh, yeah, who knew that would be more complicated? And I, I would like to say... The bottom half of the machine was way more complicated than the top, and I took the chicken root. Yes, I took the chicken root out, and I decided to buy myself some preloaded bobbins because I thought that would make life a lot easier. I didn't have to figure out exactly how to work, how to get the string onto the bobbin, and I had personally thought of just sitting there and manually winding them. But I thought, you know, that's not the best use of my time. I could probably make three journals in that time of it would take me to wind one bobbin, and. Uh, uh, so you know what I really found interesting? And I, I never thought this was the way, but the amount of string on a bobbin is almost equal to the amount of string on a spool of thread. And they look so different. One tiny, teeny, weeny, and one big and fat and chubby. Who knew? Who knew? Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, uh, got my YouTube videos, finally figured out how to thread the upper and the lower part, finally, finally learned how to, uh, you know, do the bobbin thing, uh, fit, load my own bobbins with thread and then put the bobbin thingy in the bottom gusset 
gullet down there in the in the land of mystery. I call it the Great Valley of the Unknown. I mean, the way they they construct that stuff down there is uh, it's a very tiny space, and they don't make it big enough to get your little chubby fingers in to do things in there. And then you're chasing around a little piece of string that really you need supersonic reader glasses to catch or to find, and then you need a pair of tweezers to catch because it's so small, and if you breathe on it, the string moves. So. Once I had lassoed my thread and my bobbin and all that kind of stuff, I was about to go on my maiden voyage. And uh, I didn't know anything about thread tension, you know, stitch length. What was that? Those were all foreign words to me. Go away. I just, this machine is set up. I'm sure it's set up with like normal calibration numbers for everything. And I could just move forward and just kind of skip that part. Yeah, really. I wasn't going to be making, you know, baby blankets and stuff like that. I just wanted to sew a straight line or maybe a zigzag if I was really feeling wild. So I put my paper in and then um, the foot fell off. (laughs) And I thought, how could the foot fall off? I just got the thing. Well, a couple videos, YouTube videos later, and I figured out the foot, it's not really a big deal to get the foot back on. I thought it was an enormous deal, and I thought I was going to have to use super glue, but apparently not, and everything was fine, and I figured out how to get the foot back on. And it's almost like with YouTube, it's like you have Aunt Sally with you there over your shoulder, but you can, it's actually easier to see because, um, you know, Aunt Sally's head isn't in the way when she's trying to show you something on the, on the sewing machine. YouTube puts the camera right there where you need to see it. And that was very helpful. So thank you, Aunt Sally. I, you don't need to come over. I'm just going to, uh, uh, go with the teacher of YouTube and, um, carry on from there. So I put the paper in and then (sighs) I went ahead and I pushed the pedal. And oh my God, it sewed. Yes, yes, I was so excited. I got a line. It sewed a straight line. And oh, the happy dance, the joy, the little happy feet that ran around the uh, sewing room were so excited and they belonged to me. And I thought, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this changes everything. Okay, game changer, game changer alert. I can sew. And then I got my real bravery up and I pushed the zigzag button. (gasps) And a zigzag came out. I had no idea. I didn't have to change a foot. I didn't have to move a, a dog or whatever that is. Feed dog, nothing. It just made a zigzag stitch. And then, of course, I got a little braver and I played with a few more buttons. And, of course, I screwed everything up and the tension was off and, and then it wouldn't work. And a few more YouTube videos later and I figured my way to how to back my way out of those corners. But, um, you know, as time progressed, me and that sewing machine, I call my workhorse because I, I explained to it when it came in the door, it was not going to be pleasant experience for it because I was going to be rough and tough on it. And I was going to be asking it to sew paper. I was going to probably be asking it to sew paper that still had wet glue on it because I was too anxious and excited and I want to get my projects done. I can't wait for glue to dry. Lord, that's like waiting for uh, paint to dry. You know what I mean? You just sometimes just got to get to it. And uh, then I learned you can use a little acetone or um, things to clean off your needle if it gets gluey. And you learn these little tips and tricks along the way. And subbies have been amazing. Oh, my God. They'll see me struggle and do ridiculous things with my sewing machine. And they'll be like, you know, I really, you're doing great out there. But if you just did this, it'd be so much easier. And I've learned so much. So thank you so much to all the uh, seamstresses out there who have lent an ear and uh, held my hand through the world of sewing. And uh, as time progressed, I kept pushing my little envelope 
and I tried to learn a new little skill each time, you know, how to sew on the edge of a book cover. Oh, and that was that was earth changing. I mean, then you can really make a lot of things and have a lot of fun. And I really think that uh, if cost is an issue, I know that you can buy good, um, sewing machines for 20 bucks at Goodwill, at least at my um, Goodwill, they're 20 bucks. And they look like very good old machines. And they, I asked the guy, you know, the Goodwill man, I said, how do I know these work? And he goes, um, the ones that we put out here, they work. We've tested them and they work. And I looked at him and he, he had that pretty honest Goodwill guy face. And I trusted him and I thought, you know, yeah, I said, if something goes wrong with my machine, I'm just going to come down here and get a $20 used one and just go to town because, you know, some of these are perfectly fine machines. I mean, hey, let's face it, um, you know, people give up hobbies or, um, you know, sadly, some people pass away, but their sewing machine is still perfectly fine. And uh, let's say the kids don't want to take up sewing. Um, like I said, it takes up a lot of room. So somebody might not want the sewing machine anymore. or They're just not sewing stuff. And, you know, they, they're on to other things. And... Um, so there's some perfectly good um, and very good sewing machines that you can come across in there. So I highly recommend you check your thrift stores and see what you got. And, um, you know, obviously, I'll, you know, disclaimer, use all your safety precautions. Don't stick your finger under the needle and stuff like that. Make sure that machines unplug before you go try and take it apart and all that kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. But um, basically, don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't be an idiot. Um, and uh, don't sew yourself. Um, but, uh, oh man, you can have a lot of fun with a sewing machine. I mean, you can make Franken pages, you can make little booklet sewing, you can sew on, um, little fabric pieces onto paper, you can sew paper to paper, you can make those awesome, uh, snippet rolls and, you know, you can uh, glue all sorts of pieces of fabric to a long strip of fabric or paper and then just sew them all together in one piece. You can do a collage of uh, paper or collage of fabric and sew it all over the top and, and make a nice cover out of that. I mean, there is just like a bajillion and one things to do. And when you start really putting your little thinking toque on, I'm from Canada, so it's a thinking toque and not a thinking hat. Uh, yeah, you get your thinking toque on and and all of a sudden there is smoke coming out of your ears and you are like, oh my God, I could do this. I could do that. I can do this. I could do that. And don't be surprised if you decide one day that you might want to learn how to sew you know, a pillow. It could happen. You could might be failing all, you know, all confidence pants and you're like, hey, I can stop, sew a straight line. Well, a pillow is basically four straight lines, you know. And um, so maybe you might graduate to a pillow. Maybe you might make a placemat. Maybe you might make a napkin, a nice set of napkins for your dining table. Who knows? The possibilities are endless and they go from there. So uh, I encourage you very gently if you've always thought it was for other people, if you always thought it was for, you know, somebody I'm looking at, there's might be a bug in my pool. I have to go check it out. Are you a bug in my pool and I, you need saving? I will come and save your life. I don't like to see things drown. What are you? Of course, you're probably, oh, it's a big spider. You, I got to save it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. This is not just for other people. This can be for you, too. Okay, here's where I take my, my, my life in my hands. This is a big, hairy monster. That's all I have to say. He's a big, hairy monster. You want help? Yeah, you do. Come here. Yeah, get you. 
Okay, there you are now. Oh, look you. Okay, just stay on the stick and don't bother me. I'll put you outside. No. Hang on. Don't move anybody. I, I, I can't put the phone down. And oh, please don't come this way. Don't come this way. Just stay on the stick. Okay, there you go. Out there. Everything's okay. It's okay. Yeah, you'll be out there. Okay. Whew, that was good. Thank goodness. Um, okay, so, yeah. You know, it's not mandatory, like I said. But there's a lot of fun to be had. And, you know, in the spirit of learning something new, maybe this is the year. Maybe this is your year. Maybe sewing machines are not for everybody else but you. Maybe, maybe... Maybe, maybe it's time to invite that sewing machine in and say, hey, hey, maybe I could have fun. Maybe I've ruled out a lot of fun for myself because I'm thinking I'm not one of the quote unquote those people. And uh, you know what? Um, I say do whatever makes your heart sing and embrace it and have fun with it. But it is a good idea to always be learning. Keeps the brain young keeps the hands nimble and keeps the heart happy. And I love you guys. Uh, thank you so much for spending time with me. And uh, maybe we're hanging out doing some fun stuff. Um, and I'll see you back on the YouTube channel on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, or I'll see you back here or hear you back here on the podcast at uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays they come out. And, um, you know, I'll, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I love hanging out with you guys. You guys are so inspirational to me. Come join the Facebook group. Come check out the newsletter. Come check out all my favorite tools and supplies in my Etsy uh, shops. Got some uh, vintage digital kits in it. All the links are down below my videos and somewhere, wherever the description box lives for this podcast, they're on there too. And I will see you next time. So always remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon, everybody. Have fun. Bye-bye.